Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, there are three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and the Ottawa Senators putting an absolute beatdown on the Montreal Canadiens. Let's see if the Sens can carry that momentum into the weekend where they have back-to-back games up against the Winnipeg Jets and Philadelphia Flyers. Two teams that have been soaring. Now, can the Sens stars carry some momentum? We'll get you some stats on Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk after their big performances. And Monica Oliveira joins us. We chat PWHL Ottawa and some Ottawa Senators hockey. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 963 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Biller up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. If you're watching the premiere, make sure to leave a Go Sends Go in the comments as well and hit that thumbs up. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Today is Friday, January 19th in Pilsy when Tim Stutzla and Brady Kachuk both contribute in wins. Just makes life as a Sens fan that much sweeter. I mean, that's what you want from two of your top players, your captain and then your highest paid player. Those are the types of performances, especially Ross at home up against the Montreal Canadiens. And Timmy, I couldn't have said it better myself. You love to see those Habs fans leave early. The real X factor in this game, though, is Lyndon Slewage. Like, we need to, yes. we need like a week's notice when Lyndon's doing the anthem because, my goodness, it's almost a shame it was for a one anthem game. Yeah, true, true. You got to get two anthems out of Lyndon Slewage, that's for sure. But Always brings back the nostalgia. I mean, you got Lyndon Sluage, Jacques Martin, the Sens beating the Habs. It just brought us back to the good old days. But not only that, like he's still got it. They're not just wheeling him out just for the nostalgia. He's still got it, man. Holding those last notes. Like they got to start the, you know, the five minute recap the NHL does. I would legitimately use up a minute and a half of it just to hear him sing out the national anthem. Like there are people, myself included, kind of indifferent of whether or not you sing the anthem at hockey games. But if it's Lyndon Sluage, like sing it twice just to make I, sure. We should have Lyndon Sluage sing the goal song. Blur, blur two, woohoo, Lyndon Sluage. Let's go. I thought you were going to say we should get him on the show, which is an absolute no brainer. And, and that's that my been a better response. Yeah, that's my new mission for this team. Look, okay. The mission on the ice is to win games. I, I've one win. I'm off. I'm At off the embracing the, the tank. No, oh, I'm off. Okay, okay. We're we're back. We're back to playoffs. Okay. You know why? No, we're not back to playoffs. Oh, okay. But if this team keeps losing, the vibes will be zero. The team is going to be in disarray, 
and a losing culture will continue on forever. Forever. Basically. But if I you mean, can, it's been a long time. So if you can get some wins this early in the season, there's more than half the season left. Look, if they if there are 20 games left and then you go on like that the classic sends push at the end of the year, that's one thing. But I think there's enough rope left, and these guys, they're frustrated. There's no doubt. They need it for their confidence. And if you want Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk to thrive on the same team together, they need to start winning some more games. Yeah, big time. I mean, especially Tim Stutzla wears his heart on his sleeve. You can tell that's a guy that does not like losing and has a hard time when he's not performing at the level he wants to. But when he is performing at his top level and producing – He's one of the happiest guys around. Like uh, his bench interviews after the game with Claire Hanna, he's always got a smile on his face. In the the post game, he, you know, he had some uh, some good comments about Brendan Gallagher being like, "Hey, dude, it's five one. There's zero chance I'm going to fight you right now. Get out of here, you little rat." Uh, so that's that what Timmy didn't say. Get out of here, you little rat. That was my own uh, quotes put in there just for clarification. Um, but the vibes are a lot better on this team, that's for sure. And yeah, like you said, the the constant losing, despite where they are in the standings, despite being out of the playoff race, you just you can't let this build up and the tension and the the drama and everything that's happening off the ice. You can't let that continue to fester and boil over because there's too many guys that are young and locked up for a long time for things to be going this badly this early. We got into the nuts and bolts, of course, last night on the postcast. It's available for you on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. More postcasts coming this weekend. Set your clock matinee games this weekend. Yes. It's a three o'clock start against the Winnipeg Jets at home tomorrow. And then on Sunday, a 1 p.m. Eastern start against the Philadelphia Flyers on the road in what we expect will be Shane Pinto's season debut. So in the final segment of today's show, we're going to say, okay, who comes out? Who comes out? for Shane Pinto, assuming a contract is signed. And if and when a contract gets agreed to, we will have a quick hitter video for you with an immediate reaction to that over the weekend. But sticking to this game, and Brady Kachuk after the game was awesome because they kept prying him. They wanted to get a, a quote of him being like, Gallagher's a clown, yeah. a hero, as the mics picked up in the arena. When Gallagher was skating the box, Brady's like, yeah, you're such a hero, dude. <laughs> So funny. And and the fact he waited until the, the linesman was right there to drop his gloves. Like that's Brendan Weird. Gallagher for you. Yeah. Let's see. They're playing at the Bell Center on Tuesday. Let's see if Brendan Gallagher is going to be in the mix there. Uh, the guys on TSN 1200 uh, said it best after the game in, in their post game show. They said uh, it was a guy trying to be a trying to be relevant in a game that he was irrelevant. And he just did it too late. Like if you're going to do that, why, why wouldn't Gallagher do that in the first period? Like try to get his guys going. It was just a complete sideshow at the end of the game. Gallagher trying to drop the gloves with Tim Stutzel of all guys like Mark Castle right there. You want to be a tough guy or are you going to go after the youngest, the like anyways, even go after Ridley Gregg, like going after Timmy is just, it's, it's just desperate. embarrassing. It's yeah. It's, it's just kids watching dude. Yeah. If I was his teammate, I would just tell him to smarten up. Yeah, that's enough oxygen wasted on a 31-year-old who's making more millions per goal than anyone else in the league. I know Timmy's struggling, but he's got uh, a goal in his last game, and it's it's unreal here what we've got going on with uh, with the Stars being the best players. So we've got some stats for you in the next segment on that. But during the game, this is a great stat from a friend of the show, Mike Kelly, who noted that last night the Ottawa Senators had 16 scoring chances off the rush. 
and 14 of those ended with shots on goal and three, if not four, ended up in the back of the net. The two goals in the first period, Brady and Timmy, and then the tic-tac Tarasenko goal, uh, the, the fourth goal of the game, also off of a zone entry. So is that more so the Senators taking advantage or making great plays? Or is it the fact that the Habs defense is basically what I strained my pasta through? Yeah, I mean, look, I get it. The Sens are way below the Habs in the standings. Yes, I understand that. But that Habs decor is just not is not good. Like David Savard is supposed to be a defensive defenseman. He was absolutely terrible. Uh, the hockey stat card sh- shows that he was he was the worst player statistically. Um, Matheson, sure, he had a couple nice chances, but he ate more glass than uh, he did anything else in this game. Brady Kachuk absolutely hammered him and then was able to score a goal moments later. So that was a huge moment. And then the rest of the guys like Caden Gooley, that's, that's a guy, he's going to be a good player, but he's not there yet. And they've got a young decor. So I think this was more, Ross, the star players of Ottawa taking advantage of a weaker decor and capitalizing on that and actually finishing off their opportunities, which is something they don't always do. So that was nice to see. And it was nice to see different lines contributing. Jacques Martin noted in the pregame, look, I moved the lines around because one, he hates Dominic Kubelik. He wants him on the fourth line, understandably the way that he's played over the last number of games, but also to get Tarasenko on the third line in a situation where, look, Parker Kelly was, he was a standout for me last night. We did three, but no spoilers. Go watch the postcast. But he had a great game. And Ottawa actually got um, they got goals from uh, five different line combinations last night. Yeah, Two from the Stutzla-Joseph Batherson line. The Chartier-Kelly-Tarasenko line scored in only a, a, a minute and nine seconds on yeah. the ice together. Greg, Kachuk, and Tarasenko got a goal. And then Stutzla, Kachuk, and Tarasenko got that tic-tac goal. So um, I just love the way that Senators were able to get contributions from multiple layers of their five-on-five offense. Now, would you like to see the power play contribute? Sure, they go 0 for 2. The penalty kill, though, goes 4 for 4. And really, the Habs didn't even get any great A's on any of their power plays. So uh, overall, it was a great effort, but grain of salt against the Montreal Canadiens but can they build on this that's two wins in the last three games and that's where it's just like why can they not hang on in a game like Colorado then it would be three in a row going into a weekend where if you get the back-to-back all of a sudden I know it's easier said than done we'll get to this the Jets and Flyers are soaring very high both of those teams so it's they could easily go 0-2 this weekend easily but to, to give yourself they've only won three in a row twice all year so they, they, they had the opportunity and they let it slip away, letting a multi-goal lead slip away to the Colorado Avalanche. But Pilsy, like, I, I struggle to give them too much credit in terms of a, a wider variety, and we'll get into that next segment. But beating the Habs is always great. It's the seventh win in a row against the Habs. And in those seven games, Pilsy, the Sens have scored 36 goals. Yeah, and then what? The Habs only got two goals onto that, so it's the 17. 17 goals for the Habs? Yeah. That's what you like to see. If if you're going to win up against your rivals at home, beat them down, embarrass them, send them back early. That's the Sens goals per game. 5.3 goals per game. They're averaging against the Habs in their last seven games. Yeah, it's nice we get to see them three more times. Bring and on Les Habitants. 
And if you haven't seen already, Les Sénateurs d'Ottawa, they posted this amazing video of all the Habs fans leaving. All that was missing was a little beat the traffic in the background, but it was overall just a a fantastic montage of sorrow, sadness, empty wallets, full bellies, and just a whole lot of just just long drives home, whether they're going to Rockland or if they're continuing down and going all the way east till they get to Quebec. Thanks. Thanks for filling the barn. And and I will say this though. I saw some Habs fans saying like, Oh, your barn's only full because the Habs are there. This was the sense fifth straight sellout. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> I yeah. Like the, the ticket thing that's, that's tired and it's not even true anymore. And the poverty franchise, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. The Ottawa Senators just sold for a record amount. Like, what? I don't know. The Habs fans are Habs fans. That's that's all. They are. Okay, let's get to some stats from this game right after a quick word. Uh, this is Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Guys, FanDuel is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for a good reason, they're North America's number one sportsbook. Why would you go anywhere else? And right now, new customers in the U.S. can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. 150 bucks off $5 if your team wins. So if you bet the Sens money line last night... You'd be a big winner there. You get some green numbers in the account. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And I love the FanDuel app. It's safe, simple, easy to use. Even a guy like me can use it. I had a bunch of stuff spread out through the FanDuel sportsbook last night, Ross. I had the over, Kaching, Brady Kachuk, five plus shots, and he hit that. Brady Kachuk goal plus parlayed with the Sens money line. There's so many different ways that you can win big on FanDuel. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And guys, it's not just hockey. Football playoffs are in full swing. Get in on the NFL action on Sunday as well. Check it out, guys. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Today's episode is also brought to you by Indeed. Are you hiring? You need Indeed. Now, Indeed is where I go when I'm looking for jobs. And why don't you? I I don't know. There's no reason. Because when you're drafting your fantasy team as a person who's looking for the best quality candidates, you got to get Indeed. It's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and virtual interviews. If you don't like waiting, this is a good spot for you too, because Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a post. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor it, you get a short list of quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you. So sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you the candidates whose resumes fit the job description immediately. So join over the 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you only have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for the quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. 
cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pilsy, we're going to get to our chat with Mo in just a couple minutes. But first, I want to bring up this stat, just the importance of the Sens' best players being their best players. Last night, Brady Kachuk, goal and an assist. Last night, Tim Stutzla, a goal and two assists. This was only their fourth time all season where both of those players had multi-point nights in the same game. Yeah, we we got to get more kind of cohesive uh, on nights for Brady and Timmy. And Ross, it was great because they were able to perform apart from each other. And then, like you mentioned, in that short, what, minute and a half span that they, they played together, they're also able to capitalize. So that's what Jacques Martin wanted, like you said, to spread the offense out. So if you can spread those two out and have them clicking at the same time, you're probably going to be in for a good night. And it's going to just continue on if those two guys are playing at their best because when they are, everyone else is like, okay, our leaders are leading. Well, let's do it ourselves. And I'm hopeful that it can at least, you know, do do a little bit more than what they've been doing right now. But the good news, though, Pilsy, is that these games have happened in quick succession. This, um, the Sharks game. Timmy had uh, four assists. Brady got on the board with a multi-point night as well. So that's two of the last three games where they've each had yeah. multi-point nights. So is, is it is it like is it too much to ask for them to carry this momentum? I mean, it's going to be tough for us. Like you mentioned, they got their work cut out for them with the Winnipeg Jets and the Philadelphia Flyers, two teams that are absolutely killing it right now. So a little bit of a difference from going up against the Habs. Uh, Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzel last year each had three games where they each had three points together. So they, they've got some work cut out to them until they're they're at the level that they were last year. But of course, playing on the same line, you're going to get more chances to get points together. Although they have played a decent amount together on the same line so far this season. But I'm looking for Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzel over the next handful of games, basically until the All-Star break. I'm hoping that that's something that we can really kind of narrow in on and see their best players being their best players. Because right now, when they're not doing that, Pilsy, there's not a whole lot of cohesiveness down the the lineup. I feel like a lot of things kind of start and end with Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzla and their cohesiveness. So I, I hope that they're still as bromantic as they have been in the past. I feel like we haven't seen as much of the, you know, connection off the ice of those two guys. But on the ice as well, they, they have played about 214 minutes together at five on five, uh, 365 apart. So they're playing a lot less together. The numbers still look good when they're together, but I'm hoping that we can see at least a, an opportunity where they're on the ice together more. I don't need them to be on the same line. I love the Greg look up there with yep. Brady Kachuk, but I mean, even better if they're both getting their own line going. You know what also would be a reason why they're not getting multi-point games together the same the same nights? The power play stinks. Yeah, yeah, the power play has not been great. So the games that they've had each multi-point nights, the win against the Detroit Red Wings in Sweden on November 16th, and then October 28th against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then against the Sharks, and then yesterday against the Habs. So the Sens are 4-0 when Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzla each get two points in a game. Do you think it's sustainable? Let us know in the comments. We're looking forward to reading those. Let's hit one more break. We'll get to Monica on the other side of the break and then wrap up today's show. 
Philadelphia Flyers on Sunday, Shane Pinto debut, anybody, and the Winnipeg Jets. We'll have those previews next. This is Locked On Senators, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Guys, I know we come here to talk sports to escape from the crazy realities of life, but let's talk serious for just a minute here. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary stuff. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about got sick while supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, you don't have to worry about that because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is right now. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your first order. That's J A S E medical.com. Offer code locked on to get 20 bucks off your first order. Check it out today, guys. Jacemedical.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check them out in the heart of the Glebe, 779 Bank Street. And when you do, make sure you let them know. Locked On Senators sent you. They've got great food, check. They've got awesome drinks, you know it. And the atmosphere is unmatched at the Glebe Central Pub. The vibes are free at the GCP. Bring a friend, tell a friend, go there, watch the game. PWHL Ottawa action down the street. So make sure to check out the Glebe Central Pub on the way there or on the way back. And how about a Sens shuttle bus from downtown? Leave your keys at home. Don't worry about anything but the vibes. And that is guaranteed at the Glebe Central Pub for only $17 to and from the CTC. Compare that to any of your rideshare opportunities or, you know what, time is money and you don't need to be sitting in the parking lot for five hours. Gas pedal, break, gas pedal, break. No, you just get to lean back, relax, enjoy the ride. Sue will get you there. Sue will get you back and you get to the Glebe Central Pub. What better place to be dropped off for a little nightcap? The Glebe Central Pub. 779 Bank Street. Check them out in the heart of the Glebe guys. Glebe Central Pub, the official bar of the Locked On Senators podcast. All right, we now welcome on a very special guest. It's Monica de Oliveira, who's been a great friend of the show for many years and now had the chance to head down to the arena at TD Place and got to take in PWHL Ottawa game. And not only did she get to see the game, but everything that goes on behind the scenes. Mo, welcome to Locked On Senators. It's been a long time coming. I know. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. You also have been to a few Sens games this year. I know you're dialed in with the team, so we'll get a couple questions in about the Ottawa Senators at the end. But first, how did this whole experience come together where you got to see Kenzie Lalonde, the TSN setup, and everything at the PWHL Ottawa game? Well, I mean, first I got to credit our friend Martian um, because he did tag me in the post originally. Um, And he was like, you need to do this. Um, Like he knows that I've been wanting to get into sports and kind of get into the scene a little bit more closely, especially the hockey scene. Um, So he tagged me in his post. He's like, you got to do this. And I dragged my feet a little bit, waited till the final day. And I was like, you know what, what do I have to lose? So I posted 
And sure enough, uh, I was selected by Kenzie and uh, got to go behind the scenes with her, showed up at the arena. She was great, by the way, like total sweetheart. Um, and Next week on the- Locked on Senators. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, showed up at the arena and kind of just got right to work with her and uh, watched her get ready. Uh, her and Soroya was doing her first color commentary as well. So that was kind of cool. She was getting like acclimated and uh, I just asked a ton of questions, ton of questions. Funny enough, uh, Claire Hanna was there as well, right at the beginning when I walked in and uh, she was so excited. She's like, oh my God, this is so cool. And uh, she was like, you need to ask her all the questions because she's a pro. So I took her advice very seriously and I did. Um, So yeah, it was great. Now, what was one of the things that you learned from this behind-the-scenes experience that was kind of eye-opening for you? I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Um, And you think, like, this is something they do all the time, but the program gets shifted, things happen, um, and you kind of just got to go with the flow, which I thought was pretty cool. And it's not always as perfect and seamless as you think behind the scenes. Uh, For example, like... She was doing an interview with Coyne, uh, who plays for Minnesota, and the national anthem, the girl who was doing it that night was practicing. Started practicing. Yeah, I started practicing at the same time. And, like, Kenzie just kept, like, talking right through it. Total pro. She's like, we've done this once or twice, I'm sure. Uh, Coyne got, like, started a little bit. She's like, like, what's happening right now? Um, But, yeah, so you kind of just see those kinds of things happen. And they're like, we might have to scrap this, you know, so kind of moving on from there. That was pretty cool. But just like learning what she does and how she preps um, was also very cool. One thing she said to me that I like loved is she was like, I thought I'd be done being a student uh, when I kind of finished university. But all I do is carry around a notebook and a pencil case with me Mm -hmm. everywhere and just do like constant research as like part of her job, right? That's a big part of it is the research and the data. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's not just about the talent and being on air. So that's like us. We can relate to that for sure. Pelosi and I doing this every day, but Mo, I, I also want to get like the passion for, for women's sports for you. It's not just in hockey, but this is something that you've been really kind of ingrained in for a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, being an athlete myself, I played, um, up level. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Quebec education system, but it's kind of like prep for university, mid-college type of level. But I played about three years at that level. And now I coach a team on the Quebec side as well, the Darcy McGee GGs. So high school women's team. And I've been doing that for about three years. Um, so big supporter of women's sports and, and tried to do everything I can to get those girls to where they need to be and like on and off the court, especially Um, you didn't think when you started wanting to be a coach, that part of it is like being disciplinary as well. There's so many things that happen and they're growing up and they're young women and they're going through life. So that challenging in and of itself. So it's good for trying to just make really great athletes on and off the court. So it's been cool. Now, with your PWHL ex- experience, tell us about that. Must have been so cool being a part of the 
all women uh, broadcasting crew, the um, uh, and then covering a women's professional sport. Like, what was that like to be involved in that and and a part of that experience? Yeah, no, honestly, I I messaged Kenzie and I was like, it was a dream, right? Like, this is a new league. There's so much hype and stuff behind it. I think women's sports in general, people are really trying to like rally behind and give it a platform. Um, so just being there was, it was awesome. Honestly, like I can't really put into words exactly like that feeling and that experience, but it was really, really cool. So we've been bat- batting back and forth different names for, for PWHL Ottawa. I know okay. you're create. I know you're a creative person. You got any off the top of your head while you're watching the team being like, Hey, they, they need to be called this. Oh man. Honestly, like I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I, so I was watching from the other side of the broadcast booth. So when the game started, um, I actually didn't sit with them because I didn't really want to like be a distraction and stuff. There's a lot going on. So, and they had got me some tickets, like some seats. So I went down and I sat down and a friend actually joined me. Um, So I was pretty dialed into the game uh, and just admiring the speed at which they were playing and the talent that they had. And, just listening to the people around me who are kind of same sentiment. And there's like 6,000 people in the building. The building was buzzing. It was super cool. So no, I didn't even get a chance to think about it. Honestly, I was pretty, (laughs) I was pretty dialed in. (laughs) No, I love, I love that. No, that's that's what we want to hear. So what was the atmosphere like compared to a Sens game? How would you compare or contrast the, uh, the vibe in the arenas? Um, I mean, I just thought like, Everyone was so excited. Everyone was so excited. There were so many signs. Uh, the energy was so high. And one thing I really liked that they did is when they scored goals, they kind of like flash the lights. So the lights darken and it really creates this like cool atmosphere when like goals are scored where at CTC, the lights just kind of stay on and the horn goes off and people clap or whatever. But um, yeah. That was really cool. It kind of like hypes you up after the goal because like the lights are flashing, kind of gets dark. So that was nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, Leafs yeah. fans would argue that the lights go off and on actually a lot at the CTC as they <laughs> flickered in that one game a little while ago. But I don't think that was for entertainment value. But lots of cool stuff that the PWHL is doing. I mean, I love the the rule that if you score a shorthand goal, the power plays over a true penalty kill. Like it's, yeah. it's things like that, Monica, that I'm glad the PWHL is, you know, they're, they're taking chances. They're not just saying, okay, we're going to make the men's game, but it's going to be women. And, and that's it. Like they're trying different things. So I think that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, no, I think it's really great. Um, and I think it's cool that they're starting with the original six um, and I'm excited to see kind of where they expand to and, and what the league does. I mean, I don't think 24 games is nearly enough either. I think they should be playing a little bit more, but it's kind of hard when you only have six teams. So I'm excited to see next year kind of what happens and what are the cities they expand to and how that impacts the schedule. But um, I was also saying, though, that while they don't have a name, it'll be cool to have a PWHL Ottawa jersey like 10 years from now and you're like yeah the retro vintage i think that'll be really sweet so no it's it's amazing what they're doing we can't wait to get out to a game as well um we're gonna try to time our next trip to ottawa when pwhl and the sends are there a little a little back-to-back double header type thing and uh we're excited to follow along with you so you're you're dialed in now eh for the rest of the season 
Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm fully committed now. So <laughs> you have to be. So we're yeah. gonna have you as, as a recurring guest on this too, because we uh, we obviously we're so dialed in with the senators and with our jobs. There's gonna be some games yeah. we're not gonna be able to catch. So we're gonna need the uh, the ins and outs from this season from you, Mo. That's what I'm here for. Heck yeah, you can follow Mo on social media. She's at Molly V underscore. Make sure you get the double E at the end there. Mo, get you out of here with a couple fun ones. One, the Senators. What the heck went wrong this year for Ottawa? <laughs> We're not even halfway through the year. What went wrong? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, I think we've made a lot of changes. Um, one change I don't think we've really focused on, though, is kind of our defensive coaching. Um, I think last night, I don't want to say, Hey, healthy scratch Hamnick. And then all of a sudden you got a different dynamic, but, um, I do think our defensive, like our lines just need a little bit of work. So I think that's a big one. I don't think it helps that some of our top scorers are also in a bit of a slump. So I think overall the dynamic in that locker room is probably a little broken. I don't think that's helping. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping they turn it around with a couple wins. Winning helps uh, yeah. mend a lot of relationships. Uh, final question for me is, do you think we're on the cusp of a of a big splash trade here for Ottawa, whether it's a, just simply a guy going out or uh, uh, someone coming in? Yeah, I think that uh, some people are going to be shocked by some of the trades before the deadline. If I had to guess, um, Shabbat? I think okay. that's my I think that's my guess. Um, I think we're holding on to so many big contracts yeah. and those contracts unfortunately just haven't had the years that we'd like them to have. So it's kind of hard to move those pieces, I would say. So that's my guess. All right. Well, we'll see soon enough. The PWHL Ottawa schedule heats up next week. There was that postponed game. So they've got back to back games. Oh, so true. Mo, you want yeah. more women's hockey? Tuesday, Wednesday. Back to back next week so let's check in with you on thursday we'll have some actual game action hot off the press to discuss as well and and also with pwhl ottawa look they're one oh and two this year they got those two ot losses so they do have a point in every game but those top scores once they heat up right brianne jenner still looking for her first goal emily clark still yeah. looking for her first goal yeah i think we could we could see them jump uh jump ahead here and and you know what they've already beaten toronto so that's a good start to any sort of professional league final <laughs> final question because i want to get into to a certain player and uh we're a goalie friendly show you know that mo yeah emerson mashmeyer absolute star or what yeah absolute star um i think it's unfortunate that that last goal in overtime happened that ricochet off the body in the front i think that she deserved the win i think ottawa deserved the win that game um, I know Minnesota is like the team to beat right now in the league and uh, they've been one of the stronger teams, but I think she played a fantastic game and I'm excited to see her play next week. Well, you will Tuesday, Wednesday, we might even get a, a look at, uh, at the both goalies for the first time. Mash Myers played True. all three games, but you get a back to back in there. Sandra, I'm, I'm going to butcher her last name, so I'm going to let her off the hook there, but she's got an unreal setup. I actually just saw it the other day on social media, the, the new bucket and everything. So we're looking yeah. forward to a, to a great year, right? Still 21 games remaining. You can still get your tickets. And what I love too, Mo, you know, we love the Glebe Central Pub right down the street from TD Place. So great relationship there. And uh, and you're going to find us there sooner rather than later here as the PWHL Ottawa season continues. That's Monica de Oliveira. Mo, we appreciate you, man. We'll see you next Thanks week. Thanks so How about much, that? guys. See you soon.
Stick taps to Mo for joining us. Really fun conversation. We want to get Mo in the mix a little bit more often. She's a friend of the show, and I really appreciate what she wants to do. Get her foot in the door here with PWHL Ottawa, with women's sports, and we always love amplifying that here on the show. So great to chat, Pillsy, with Monica. Yeah, and we're trying to bring on kind of new faces, um, you know, uh, new lenses into the hockey world. So PWHL Ottawa, what better way to do that than to bring on uh, someone like Mo? One zero and two so far for PWHL Ottawa. They've already gone to overtime twice in three games. The Senators have gone it three times now in forty games. Senators find themselves this morning heading into the weekend in dead last in their conference, dead last in their division. But all that could change soon, Pilsy. Maybe not the conference, but at least in terms of uh, the league standings, they could. Uh, still not move up if they win yeah. both games. This I weekend. mean, Ross, I'm sure Habs fans have made it very clear to Sens fans where they are in the standings today. So I, I don't think uh, that's a shock to any Sens fan. It's not at all. And we're heading into a day where the Senators are going to have a very light skate. You heard Jacques Martin in the helmet video. By the way, Zach McEwen getting the helmet for that fight. I that was wild. That wild, wild turn of events from Tim Stutzler there. I thought there was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, a million different ways that could have gone. Zach McEwen getting that and getting props for that fight was not on my bingo card of fire helmets. And then he even brought it up in his post-game interview saying that fight got him going. So clearly that fight got Timmy going. I mean, he had already scored when the fight happened, but apparently it got Timmy going. So who am I to say? I mean, I I posted the LeBron meme to J.R. Smith. Brady was right there um, in in beside him. And Artem Zub had an awesome night as well. Again, for more than nuts and bolts on last night's game, we went an hour in the postcast. So go check that out on your favorite audio podcast platform. We got to turn the page to the Winnipeg Jets, who are on a historic run right now. Defensively, they give up nothing. They give up nothing, Pillsy. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is playing as well as he's played. This team's going to be hungry. They just had back-to-back full days off. Don't even come to the rink. And now they're back at practice today. They'll travel to Ottawa and take on the Sens. Pillsy, they've gone 33 games since they last allowed four or more goals in a game. Yeah, that that's wild. And Ross, this is your time to shine. Sens versus Jets, the two teams you cover the closest. So I'll defer to you for most of the stats here. But one thing as a non-Winnipeg uh, resident myself, one thing that absolutely shocked me is how well the Winnipeg Jets are doing despite their special teams not being very good. I mean, I'm looking at their penalty kill percentage right now. that's barely better than the Ottawa Senators and they sit the Jets do at 26th in the league and then I was like okay but surely their power play must be clicking here their power play again just barely better than the Sens 23rd in the league at 17.2 so for them to have this success without popping off on either side of the special teams uh, equation was very surprising to me Ross. The Jets allow 2.28 goals per game. The Sens allow like 2.28 goals per period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, especially if they have the lead, the Sens with the lead, it's a million goals per, per period. It's, it's super impressive what the Winnipeg Jets are doing right now. Only 98 goals against they've allowed 15 less goals 
than uh, the Vancouver Canucks, who are tied with them atop the standings. And they're the second best goals against per game team. If you go just by goals against overall, the Jets have allowed nine less goals than the LA Kings, and LA has played one less game as well. So defensively, like you're not going to score much on them. That's the thing. So Ottawa has been able to score first in a lot of games this season. It doesn't always result in victories, but that's a key to the game tomorrow is you have to score first. You cannot allow Winnipeg to play with a lead because they have four lines that are so deep. they We don't know the status of Mark Shifley. He's missed the last two games, and um, he hasn't skated. I doubt he plays tomorrow, but they do have Kyle Connor back. Kyle Connor, this is also impressive, the fact that it's such a team effort. Kyle Connor missed just over five weeks, and he still leads the team in goals. Like <laughs> They're just getting contributions from everybody. They're winning 3-2 over and over again. They're winning 2-1. Connor Hellebuck is, is the Vesna favorite right now. He has to be. So... There's there's a lot right now with uh, the Winnipeg Jets and like th- I don't think they're still getting the respect that they deserve around the league right now. So I'm I'm very curious to see how Winnipeg responds after a couple days off because they played ten games in sixteen days. Like they they've been playing more than every other night with road games in there as well, and they're they're just on some sort of run right now. So if you're Ottawa, just play your own game and let the chips fall where they may. But it's the Rick versus Ryan bonus. Um, head to head too. So Rick's been on record in Winnipeg at his press conference talking about Ottawa. He's like, I follow them as closely as any other team, not only because he's the inaugural head coach of the Ottawa Senators back in the day, but, um, but very cool. Rick bonus getting to go to the all-star game, his first all-star game. And the guy's been the league for like four decades. So, uh, obviously his son's the associate coach for the Ottawa or (laughs) coach GM Ryan bonus, the associate GM. For the Senators, so that'll be a cool family moment. I know that Ryan's got a young family, so I know. Remember last year they did a little breakaway video um, with with Rick coming out on the ice. They did a little family skate in Ottawa, so um, that's a cool moment. I think that we'll see, um, you know, in the bowels of the arena potentially, but on ice, man, it's not going to get any tougher than this with with the Jets. But Ross, I, I almost see, or I'll spin it into a positive a- after a big win at home up against your rivals. I'm almost kind of welcoming uh, a top echelon, top contender team to see, okay, was that just you had a big win up against a bad team or can you carry that momentum and actually sustain it up against teams that are shut down type structure, good goaltending teams? Like, are they going to be able to pull off some of the stuff they were up against the Habs, up against the Jets? We'll find out. We certainly will. So that's a three o'clock start, random start time, but it's hockey day yes, in Canada, yeah. hockey day in Canada. And we'll have the postcast for you after the game on Saturday, but uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough against the Jets. Now on Sunday, the team will go to Philadelphia and take on the Flyers. And this is where I want to ask you, Pilsy, who comes out for Shane Pinto? Because we expect Shane Pinto will make his season debut. Honestly, Ross, I think, this is what will happen, and I think this is what fans want to happen. Dominic Kubali could could take a night off. Really? You don't think that that's something where they're trying to muster up any trade value for him, and if he's a healthy scratch, it's like the writing's on the wall that you're not getting more than a seventh-round pick for him? I think we're already at that point, Ross, but that could also be kind of lighting the fire uh, up under Kubalik, being like, you don't just get to be here. Because yep. because of your contract and maybe Kubalik is already he's seeing the writing on the wall and he's thinking about where his next team is going to be. You don't just get to coast around here. Like we got guys coming in that want to play harder, that are going to play harder, and 
if, if you're not going to make an impact on this team, we're not going to keep you around. Jock Martin has that ability to not really care that much about the long-term effects of what he does. So if I'm Jacques Martin, and it doesn't have to be long-term, I'm not saying you sit Kubelik till the trade deadline, but I think it might do him some good sitting him for one game. I mean, we saw the good it did uh, Travis Hamnick being sat out of the lineup for the first time this season. So I think that's something we could see because Kubelik on the fourth line doesn't really make much sense either. I would rather have a fourth line with energy like Kelly, Chartier, and Casty all on that line instead. Well, or McEwen. McEwen would play there. Kelly would move up to the third line probably. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? But Zach McEwen's going to play. Like Philly plays that gritty style, and you know that teams like to match up. A revenge game for Zach McEwen as well. But um, I do think McEwen stays in the lineup. Now, whether that's the right choice or wrong choice, it's to be interpreted. I also think Shane Pinto might be starting in, in fourth line role for the first game. Get yeah, the feet wet. True. He hasn't maybe. even practiced on a line yet. He's been practicing as a defenseman, right? So, he doesn't even have a contract yet, Ross. Let's start there. Yeah. So let us know in the comments who you think Shane Pinto should start with and who should come out of the lineup. This is something that we can continue when Shane Pinto signs. I'm going to will it into existence when Shane Pinto signs. He, he's signing. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll see in the skate today. Again, it's going to be a very light skate ahead of a back-to-back for the Ottawa Senators. But get this. This stat is wild. So the Winnipeg Jets are 13-1-2 and two in their last 16 games. 13-1-2. and two. Could you imagine? Do you know who their one loss against in regulation? No. The Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, okay. And the Philadelphia Flyers have won five in a row. Yeah. And if you go all the way back to November 9th when they were under 500, they're 27-5. and five. So like these two teams are are just they're playing at an incredible pace right now. Yeah, and the Flyers they just beat uh, the Dallas Stars, so it's not like easy matchups. And I'm looking at the other two. Yeah, they shut out the Jets, like you mentioned. Uh, I mean, beating the Habs that's easy. Beating the Wild yep. that's easy. So well, maybe not uh, as tough competition as I thought, but still five straight wins is uh, is pretty good. But Ross, the nice thing is. The Flyers are also going to be on the second half of a back-to-back as they play the Avalanche at 1 o'clock on Saturday. So that's nice. At least uh, the Sens won't be the only tired team out there. Okay, there you go. I like that. A little spin zone for the people there. Any final thoughts on today's show, Pilsy? Final thoughts for me is just I know beating the Habs is our Stanley Cup. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Don't worry about what the Habs fans have to say. Stanley Cup finals continue next Tuesday in Montreal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Enjoy your Friday, everyone. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.